This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Today we have, I think it's going to be a really fun episode. Um, it might cause a little bit of a stir, but we are going to talk about all of the things that we hate and that we love about eBay. There are definitely things that drive us nuts about selling on eBay. There's things that we absolutely love about selling on eBay. Um, I think a lot of platforms you're going to have a love-hate relationship with. And this is just going to be kind of a fun episode where we tell you the things that make us crazy and the things that make us consistently fall in love with selling on this platform. All right. So the number one thing that we really dislike about eBay, and I think I can speak for almost every other reseller that sells on eBay, is that they aren't requiring immediate payment for all users at least not yet. Um, eBay says that they're working on this and that it should be implemented soon across the board. We'll see when that happens. I'm not sure if they've set an actual date or if just like soon is what they're putting out there. But um, hopefully we'll see this change implemented in full this year. I think it would be amazing. I've also seen some chatter out there on the reselling platforms or you know, in Facebook groups and on Instagram, I guess saying that people don't want immediate payment. And I think that's probably few and far between um, because they're worried that it's going to cause a lot of cancellations. But I say that most other platforms out there, if you go to a website and you purchase something, you have to pay for it right then. People are used to that. And if eBay implements that, I think there might be a little bit of a learning curve, a little bit of a period where, yeah, maybe you're going to have a few more cancellations to deal with, but at least they're going to cancel it and you didn't send the the item out yet. um, And you can just relist it. So I think, uh, I think ultimately it'll be a good thing. Yeah, and I think it definitely that applies to when you have somebody watching your item. So on the listing, you can watch an item. And when that happens, as the seller, you're able to send offers to that person. If that person accepts the offer, then nine times out of 10, they don't have to pay right away. Right. So they actually have to go in manually and make that payment. I always say eBay needs to get rid of it because eBay should not be having layaway on their platform like that. It just makes me feel like it's layaway. Like when I worked in retail, I worked at Rave, this teeny bopper clothing store, and we had layaway where people could come in and, you know, they'd put money down for this inventory. We'd have to keep it in the back and store it. And then, you know, when it was due to be paid, that's when they came in, they got their goods. I feel like that's kind of how eBay is with not making buyers pay. So I think that that is a, something that they should change. I'm not fearful that they're going to have cancellations because nine times out of 10, it's going to be the buyer saying, I need you to cancel this. So because the buyer asked you, you can put that down as the reason for the cancellation. I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that goes against your metrics because the buyer asked you to cancel. So I think it's not going to make a difference, but it would be nice to not have these unpaid orders in your eBay account because, you know, you're in the business to then make money. So we don't want to have to have all this inventory sitting and nobody paying for it. Yeah. And also 
some of you might not realize this, but if you have an item that there might be only a few, like a handful of other sellers selling the same item, or maybe someone else has the same item, but it's just like slightly different or um, like a slightly lower quality. Maybe it has like a scratch or a ding or a dent or something. <laughs> Sometimes people have found that the other seller with the other item that might have a ding or a scratch or a dent or an imperfection will purchase your item that is of a higher quality just to get your item kind of off the market, so to speak. So then their item is what is showing up um, next in the eBay search, or just, you know, if it's you and that other person, then it's only their item that's going to show up in the eBay search. So they're kind of taking you out of the running uh, when people are searching for that item, especially if it's something a little bit more rare or hot or whatever, they're going to do that just to kind of take you out of the running, like I said, and they're not going to pay for the item. And for whatever reason, they find that it's worth the ding on their account for an unpaid item strike or unpaid whatever it is, strike. I don't recommend that as a strategy as a seller on eBay, but we have found that people do participate in this activity from time to time. All right. Another thing we don't like about eBay would be, and I know this has happened to me, somehow your listing will disappear for no reason. So once in a while, you will look for a particular item and the item is not listed anymore, which is why it is very important to go through your inventory, have an audit, check things. This is the perfect time. It's slow season. Take a box of listed inventory. Double check. Is that listed on eBay? Because I know that has happened to me. Oh, you know, so we have it set up. So it relists after 30 days until it will be canceled by us or if the item is purchased. But sometimes we look and somehow the listings have disappeared. All right. So next up on things that we don't really love about eBay is that every once in a while, you're going to come across a belligerent person and you're going to want to block them from messaging you, purchasing from you, whatever. Um, I actually had this experience probably like six months ago. Someone was just like ripping into me about an item. I don't even remember exactly what the specifics were, but they were definitely a little um, unhinged about it for some reason and like threatening me and they're going to try to figure out where I live and all this stuff. So I went ahead and blocked them, but they still were messaging me somehow. So I reached out to eBay and let them know what was happening and they could see all the messages back and forth. and. Um, the rep told me that if you block a user on eBay, it prevents them from being able to purchase from you, but it doesn't prevent them from being able to message you, uh, which is kind of crazy, but whatever, that's how it is right now. So the good news is that they can't purchase from you from that account, but there's nothing really stopping them from making another account and purchasing from you, which is also a little bit crazy, but hopefully these people don't take that drastic of a measure um, and they just kind of stop. But if you block a person that that should realistically prevent them from having any and all contact with you, we would hope. Um, but that's not the case right now. So one of the things we don't like about eBay is just they have a lack of data and research tools, especially coming from Amazon, where they give you so much data. You can have the sales rank for an item and then use Keepa to give you everything you would need, how many sellers are on that listing, how many have sold, 
what the lowest, what the highest price was, who owns the buy box, is Amazon on the listing? So Amazon gives you a lot of data. eBay, I feel like, is trying. They have Terapeak, which I believe you have to have a store in order to get access to it. I was kind of testing it out before we started the episode. And you can search. I searched the North Face men's jacket, gave me a lot of data on how many were listed, how many sold, what the average sale price was. And then it also showed how many were free shipping. So that's pretty cool to give that kind of data. But in general, I feel like Terapeak doesn't give you any more data than by searching active versus sold listings, which is just how people do research on eBay. You're looking for, or if you found a North Face men's jacket at the thrift store, you could go and you could see how many active listings and then filter by how many have sold to give you an idea of the sell-through rate. So if something has 100 listed and only five have sold, that's not a good sell-through rate. 100 listed and 100 sold, that means that they're going to sell within hopefully three months. So I feel like that is really the only way to do research on eBay. So it would be nice if they could give us just a little bit more data on making better buying decisions. Yeah, I think I saw this recently, but it also could have been a fever dream. I'm sure someone will correct us if I'm misspeaking. But I thought that I saw something um, regarding eBay that said they're actually increasing the sold comps. You know how it's been like historically 90 days of data that'll show you when you look up sold comps. I saw that I think they're increasing that to, I'm not sure how long, but that would be amazing. Like I want to know more than the last 90 days of selling history. Also like my own selling history. I want to be, maybe that was it. That could have been it (laughs) again. uh, It also could have been a fever dream. Um, But I want to know all the data for like kind of everything. And I do understand that it takes a lot of um, kind of like space and whatever and money to be able to store that kind of information sort of like forever. But I feel like it's available um, for other sites and platforms sort of, I don't know. I just feel like it's possible and it should be possible And I think that they should be able to do it. But I mean, again, I don't really know a lot about that stuff, but I feel like it would be very useful for their users to have access to all of that information. Yeah. In your account, you used to only be able to look at your sales within the last 90 days, but they have changed it. So you can go in and you can filter through like, I want to see all of last year's sales. So you are able to go in and see like what you sold and it gives you the breakdown of everything, but it would be nice to also do that with the sold comps, especially for like holiday and seasonal items, because then you would have data that would go back a year to see what sold at this time last year. So I think that would be very helpful for sellers. Hopefully that they will make that change. Uh, Maybe we should get on the board of trustees at eBay and and try to push that one through. Yeah. Maybe I'm manifesting it. That's also possible. Maybe it's just something that's coming through and it's going to end up being manifested and be a thing this year. We'll see. Right. So the last thing that we sort of dislike about eBay is having to pay to play for promoted, you know, as far as promoted listings are concerned. If you're not familiar with eBay, um, let's say you're a seller on Poshmark. Poshmark doesn't have anything that's like promoted listings. You can't pay a certain percentage um, to have your listing bumped up. The only way you can get your listing bump, bumped up in the search is to share it to 
other users. Um, but on eBay, there is no sharing. There's no anything like that. You can just pay a percentage of the um, total sold price of the item and, uh, you know, set the percentage. The minimum, I believe now, is 2%. So you can do anywhere from 2 to whatever percentage you want. And that will bump up your listing and the search results when someone is searching for that item. So the higher percentage you promote it at, the higher it bumps up in the search results. Yeah, and I looked at our data. So I'm using this from our eBay selling account. So last year to give listeners an idea of, you know, how much is kind of normal to pay for promoted listings. And it was, I like that they have the year reports now because I'm able to break it down and really see like how many of our sales were from promoted listings. So this data is directly from Casey Nice eBay account. And last year in sales, we did 52,000 of those total sales. 26.7% of them came from promoted listings. So by promoting those listings, buyers saw that listing, clicked on it and bought the item. Yeah. So who knows also if, because I mean, that seems like okay percentage. So 27% of our sales came from promoted listings, but you also don't know if somebody saw it once as a sponsored post and then saw it again as they're scrolling, maybe that also like helped them click on the listing, but it just happened to not be the promoted listing. So right. I really don't know that kind of data, but it is nice to now be able to go into eBay and kind of figure out if promoted listings are working. We do 2% across the board. When you go to list an item, eBay will say, oh, this item, the recommended promoted percentage is 5 to 7%. We never go off of that. We just do 2% and we're going to do kind of a, a trial run with that for the next couple months and see if it makes a difference, see if that percentage goes up or down. But a lot of people don't want to pay the promoted listings. Now, coming from Amazon and being a private label seller where you definitely have to pay to play, I'll give you an idea of how much we spend on pay-per-click on Amazon for our private label business. Last year in sales, we did $425,000. We spent $48,749.15 on advertising on Amazon to get our products in front of the customer. So that gives you an idea. That's why when people are complaining about having to promote their listings at 2%, I'm like, man, I wish that was the case on Amazon and we didn't have to have all these campaigns running and pay so much money to get our, our listings in front of people. So to me, it's not that big of a deal. I want our items to be shown to the customer. And if that's how eBay is going to require it, then we're going to pay. Yeah, exactly. And if you've listened to almost any other episode of our podcast, you know how I feel about sharing items on Poshmark. Um, and I would much rather pay to play or do promote listings than sit there and do some mindless task like sharing my items over and over again, clicking the same button over and over again. So that is sort of one of the things that we kind of love to hate about eBay, I guess I would say. All right. So now that we've shared everything we don't like about eBay, let's share the things that we actually really like about eBay and makes us want to be a seller on their platform. So the first one is there are so many unbelievable features to help you run your business. They give you options to promote your listings, which even though we don't like to have to pay, but it's something that is offered for people who you know want to get their item in front of the buyer. You're able to send coupons to buyers now, which I think is really cool. 
you can even send a set up a buyer group. So maybe people who have already bought your items, you can send them a coupon or maybe repeat buyers, send them another coupon. Uh, you can run markdown sales. So a lot of times on the weekends, we'll try to mark down our oldest inventory or maybe run a 10% off sale. They really give you a lot of flexibility on running your eBay store. They also give you a lot of tools to use, like the reports. They're definitely improving on those. TerraPeak, whether you use it or not, at least they are offering a lot. And that's what I don't mind about paying for an eBay store is I just feel like they give you a lot with it. Another thing that eBay gives you with the store is the subscriber discounts, including every quarter you get a $25 credit towards shipping supplies. All the benefits definitely are worth it for us to pay for our eBay store. I think we pay $21.95 because we just pay it for the whole year and, and we're done with it and we already have that expense and factored in and paid for. But I definitely think they do give you so many features to run your business. All right. Another thing that we really love about eBay, and I know it's a little bit confusing for some people, but they give you a ton of shipping options and a ton of freedom to ship your item. Um, kind of like however works best for you. It can be confusing at first, like I said, but you have the ability to ship USPS, UPS, FedEx. Um, you can use platforms like uh, Pirate Ship, Stamps.com, if you can find a better rate on either of those sites. Um, but they also offer discounted shipping through eBay labels, which is really, really nice. So I was just listening to the eBay for Business podcast this morning, and they were talking all about the shipping rate increases and everything. They A lot of different um, rates have increased, but they haven't increased as much if you're going to be purchasing labels through eBay. So that's nice to know. They just give you a lot of freedom to ship the item, like I said, kind of however is best for you instead of kind of like locking you into these are the two options or three options that you have and you have to make it work and that's kind of it so like on Poshmark there's a, a flat rate and they do make it a little bit more simplified to ship in like whatever box you want as long as it's not like express um express mail or something like that or media mail but you know, there's there's different things that go into that. Like if it's five, if it's over five pounds, you have to upgrade the label, and then that comes out of your profit. It's like kind of a whole thing. But you're locked into um, certain categories, certain things that you kind of can't sell if it's over a certain weight limit. Um, yeah, I just kind of really love the the freedom that eBay gives you in being able to ship a variety of items in a variety of different ways. Yeah, and with that, then you're able to charge people for shipping. And some people honestly make money on the shipping because they know, you know, sometimes if you put an item for $15, you might be able to find a cheaper rate and only pay $12. And so then that's three more dollars in your pocket. So you do get that flexibility. I think that's one thing I don't like about Macari is that when you choose anything over a pound, so if it's first class under a pound, it usually ships for like six. 18, I think is what they charge people, but anything that's heavier than a pound, these buyers are getting charged like 11 to $12 shipping. And then you have to, in my mind, they don't want to buy your item because they don't want to pay all that money for shipping. So yeah. I don't like that Macari doesn't allow you to be more flexible. Now you can upload your own label, but then of course, or 
telling you when you do that, then you're not protected under Macari shipping. So I feel like eBay definitely does give more control to the seller. And I really like the shipping options on there. As complex as it can be, I think that's a huge benefit for sellers. Yeah. And just a little side note about Macari. We should make a post about this on Instagram, but they just increased their shipping rates as well to kind of go along with the increase in shipping rates in general. And they are just like outrageous now. So that's something to keep in mind. If you are thinking about cross-listing to Macari or currently selling on Macari, I personally think I'm done with Macari. It brings in the slightest bit of bit of revenue every year anyways. And at this point, I think a lot of those users are going to start kind of drifting off to other platforms like Poshmark and Depop and whatnot. Okay. So another thing that we love about eBay is that it has a huge user base. So it's actually the largest selling platform after Amazon, of course. eBay has 135 million users, which is so crazy. Um, Poshmark, I'm just going to read some of the stats here. So Poshmark currently has 80 million users. Macari has, let me move my thing here. Macari has 20 million users, Depop 30 million, Tradesy 7 million. So Amazon, I don't believe they actually publish their exact numbers when it comes to this, but it is estimated that they have between 300 and 600 million users monthly, which is just mind blowing. So again, if you're selling on eBay, you're in good hands. They have one of the largest user bases out there on selling platforms like it. And I think that that really speaks to eBay as a platform. When I first started selling on Poshmark, it was very, very simple. It's really easy to learn. And that got me a really good start in reselling. But again, we're comparing 80 million users on Poshmark to uh, 135. It's almost double the users on eBay. So if you haven't started cross-listing on eBay, we highly recommend it. All right. Next up, one of the things we do like about eBay would be their customer support. If you sell on Amazon and you try to open a case with Seller Central, you will most likely not even have somebody on the other end. It's a bot sending some pre-made email response. It's very hard to actually get a human on Amazon to help you out. With eBay, I feel like their customer service is really good. You can get an agent in the help section on the phone. You can chat with them. Some people use eBay for Business on Facebook to reach them. So really, I feel like they have a really good customer support compared to a lot of platforms. I don't even know, does anybody work for Poshmark or Macari like in customer service? How do you even reach them? Poshmark has um, no customer service phone number available. They have no live chat feature available. You have to kind of open up a Poshmark case in order to get someone or email their support email. Um, It's a little bit of a hassle and sometimes they don't get back to you right away. So that is hopefully something that Poshmark will implement in the next year. But it's so easy to get a hold of someone on eBay. It's just... It's so nice to be able to chat with someone or give them a call and be able to speak to an actual person. Another thing that we love about eBay is that they have a lot less restricted products that you're able to sell on their platform versus like Amazon. So there's no gating or restrictions as far as like, I don't know, what what would you say? Like, what would be a good example of that? Well, like categories. So on Amazon, if you sell 
and you want to sell in like, let's say groceries, you actually have to get ungated in that category and permission to sell grocery items on Amazon. And then not only in the category, then you might be gated in certain brands. So Amazon really makes it challenging, especially for new sellers to go onto their platform and start selling you know, a variety of items. eBay, yeah, you can get an IP complaint from a brand and there are brands that don't want you selling their products. There are certain products you can't sell like CPAP machines and things like that. But I feel like eBay, they have such a good platform with categories. You can sell just about anything. You can sell a car. You can sell a boat. I mean, you can sell just about anything on eBay. So I think that's a huge benefit for their platform. All right. The next thing I like about eBay is definitely the ability to create a store and customize it. This is really beneficial to sellers who already have inventory and maybe they're niche sellers. Maybe you do just Pokemon cards so you can design your store to be a Pokemon store. And I think that is really good for sellers. It gives you the ability to be more creative and through the store, you can then market it elsewhere. So another thing that we love about selling on eBay is how many resources they have available for uh, sellers, whether that's selling announcements, different interviews that they provide, the eBay for Business podcast, emails that they put out with all of the latest updates and news. There's just so much that they do for their sellers. And I think that a lot of people really overlook that um, when they're selling on eBay. All right. Next up, one of the things I really like about eBay would be you're able to create business policies. You can also create shipping policies. So I think that's really important as a seller. You can charge for shipping. You can set you know, a policy up for maybe you're going to offer all the first class is just going to be free. Anything over four pounds, maybe you're going to charge $15 flat shipping fee or $25. So they give you a lot of flexibility and freedom to create those policies. And that's really beneficial. And the last thing that we have on our list today of things that we love about selling on eBay is the fact that they offer automatic feedback, which is so nice and so convenient. So basically, you can choose to send out automatic feedback to people that purchase from you uh, when they purchase from you so that you don't have to go in and do it manually every single time. The reason that this is important is that obviously people like getting feedback. That's like a really positive thing. But there's also like some information out there that it gives you a little bit of boost in favor of the eBay algorithm gods. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day